The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, so here we are. I'm talking about uh, yet another poem that uh, we explored during the guided meditation, and I'll read it again here. Chapter, or maybe I'll just say that the, <clears throat> excuse me, the title of the poem is Autobiography in Five Short Chapters by Portia Nelson. I think maybe if I had uh, said the title at the beginning, maybe there'd be a little bit different understanding of the poem, but um, if I said that at the beginning of the guided meditation, but here we are. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes me forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down another street. Right, I, can't, I find myself smiling when I'm saying this, partly because, uh, you know, this poem, it's so simple, right? It's not complicated, uh, you know, that we have to, like, figure it out. But maybe that's part of its beauty and part of its power is its simplicity. And one thing that I appreciate very much is, of course, this uh, poem, it has a pattern, right? You know, the different chapters uh, kind of, like, all start the same. And maybe in the same way, for those of you who are familiar with suttas, know that many of the suttas have the same thing where there's this repetition, this repetition, except that one little bit is changed. This is a real common theme. And let's be honest, it's a common theme in our lives, that we have patterns. And some of them are more helpful than others. But just this recognition that patterns is such a part of our life the way that we behave and the grooves that we can get stuck in, as well as the grooves that can really support us. Regular meditation practice, coming to 7 a.m.s regularly and connecting with others on in the chats or having a sangha in some kind of way. So just this recognition of the power of patterns in both the way that they show up in our lives, but also in the way that uh, we learn things. Like we learn like, oh yeah, this is similar, but this little bit is different. And sometimes what's different is what gets highlighted. 
Because in the same way, even though this poem, of course, has this pattern that's getting repeated and repeated, there's also this clear sense of progression. There's a sense of movement, like literally the speaker is walking down the sidewalk, but also figuratively, you can sense that there's more and more freedom until at the end, you know, just this, oh, I'm going to walk down a different street. So this movement, and maybe I'll just say that when I read this poem and I hear this walking down the street, what comes to my mind, it might not come to other people's minds, but when we take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, many of you have done this, this is a tradition that we do at the beginning of retreats, and we chant, Buddham Saranam Gachami, literally means like, I, I go for refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. But this idea, I go for refuge, is sometimes Gachami can be translated as like, I walk towards. So there's a way in which we can, this sense of movement is such an integral part of our life. And maybe there's a way in which we can influence where we're walking, the direction we're going. Because something that I, else that I really appreciate about, appreciate about this poem that my, I didn't understand or didn't appreciate the first time I heard this, or maybe even the second time I heard this poem, but this time I was looking at this, is that there's this sense of resilience. There's a sense of resolve. The speaker continues walking down the street. They didn't sit down and refuse. Okay, I'm give up. I'm not going to walk anymore or anything like this. And one way we might understand this is that the, the speaker has a growth mindset, a belief that the person's capacities can be improved. In contrast with a, sorry, a fixed mindset, this a limiting belief that, oh, we can't, it's, oh, we can't change. Nothing's going to be different. It's always going to be like this. And it turns out more and more that having this growth mindset turns out to be incredibly impactful. Just this general belief that things can change, that they can be different. Yes, there are patterns, but they're not always 100% the same when we find ourselves in these patterns something different that's happening. Maybe we're different. Occasion is different. And if, um, of course, in this poem, part of the difference and part of the progression of this poem is the amount of awareness the speaker has. Chapter one, the speaker says, I am lost. I am helpless. And just this kind of recrimination, kind of beating oneself up. Within the second one, maybe a little bit more awareness, like, oh, okay, I see it, but I pretend that I don't. Yeah, this is human nature. We often like, okay, I see it, but maybe if I ignore it, it'll go away. If I look the other way, you know, maybe, maybe it won't be there. And then the third chapter, I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. So this recognition of, oh, yeah. This is uh, something that uh, recurs in my life. This is a pattern I have. 
And then things begin to shift in the later chapters after there's this recognition, I know where I am. They're not saying that they like it. They're not saying it's fun. It's not saying it's their preferences. They're just saying, oh, I know where I am. And then things really begin to shift. They start walking around the hole and then they start walking down another street. So part of this uh, progression and practice in our lives, maybe we can even use this word uh, maturity, is not only about awareness, but it's also about our relationship to what's happening. That starts to shift too. Like we don't get to choose what life brings us, what kind of holes there are in our sidewalks. We don't get to choose that. But what can be shifted is our relationship to what happens to our lives. And one way is the amount of blaming. Do we have the sense like, okay, it's, it's a problem for things that are out there. They have to be changed. This person has to behave differently. This institution has to behave differently. You know, everything out there, the problem is out there. Without looking at in here, and to be sure, I am not saying that uh, people are victims and that uh, things out there are perfect. Of course not, right? That's not helpful, and nor is it accurate. But is there a way in which we are focusing on what the speaker here in this poem says in chapter one? It's not my fault. So instead, there's kind of like this stubbornness, like, I don't have to do anything. Everything out there has to be different. And they say this, the speaker says this again in the second chapter. So until we get to the third chapter, and we say, it is my fault. And then they immediately get out of the hole. There's a connection here between whether we spend energy blaming, maybe it's blaming what's out there, but maybe we even are blaming ourselves. And when we like put down the blaming, this is when things are shifting, can be different. And to be sure, like part of this practice is developing our character and developing wisdom, this patient uh, training and repeated cultivation, right? This is a part of practice, working with the patterns of our minds and hearts and gradually shaping the direction of our lives. Because something else that's also implicit in this poem that we don't see is this restraining from acting on impulses that cause harm. We don't see the speaker in this poem intentionally harming, thrashing out, hurting others, hurting themselves, but maybe systematically like kind of like bringing their attention back to being present, perhaps rather than lost in thought or, and you might say even cultivating mindfulness. And many of you know this, but some of the paramis, these um, qualities that really support finding more freedom that we do in our daily life, these qualities, the paramis, and often translated as the perfections, include patience, resolve, loving kindness, to doing this with warmth, and the factors of awakening, which also support this movement towards greater and greater freedom, 
includes tranquility and equanimity. So these qualities kind of like implicit in this poem. We might say that through cultivating, just showing up for our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Our lives are a mixture of things. Part of it is to just keep showing up and then maybe allowing these beautiful qualities, these positive qualities that are already in our hearts and minds, allowing them to blossom, allowing the wisdom to shine through. Maybe some faith, some confidence that, okay, I'm going to keep on walking down this street until we realize, oh, there's something completely different. There's another street. Maybe one last thing that I'll say here is you notice that the, the speaker of this poem is not emphasizing that we have to be completely different because the patterns, and we might even use this word archetypes that make up our individuality, they're beautiful. It's not something that we have to completely change. This practice, this poem is not asking us to be somebody we are not. It's just allowing some transformation to change, to arise, change to arise. So that we all can find freedom. We can walk down the streets that allows us to have our best life, our best wisdom to show up. And Maybe some of these other streets are a way that we can help other people. That our learning, like, oh, watch out, there's a hole in that sidewalk, is something we can share with others. So it's not to stop walking, and it's not to become a different person, but it's allow the wisdom to blossom inside of all of us. Autobiography in Five Short Chapters by Portia Nelson. Thank you.